What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and unfortunately, alongside me today are not my two co-hosts, Don and Will. They're off doing other things, probably out enjoying the beautiful weather here on this fall evening. But I'm excited. Um, I have a guest on today. He is from Happy Trails. I have Jeff Rothorn on. He is the race director, course creator. Um, I'm sure spends many, many... hours in the trails himself i'm excited to talk about happy trails and all things running jeff welcome to the show thanks for having me uh, beautiful space you've got here and yeah, i've been looking forward to it so it's, it's great to be doing something like this in person once again yeah totally um did you run today not yet not yet uh, actually i probably won't run today because i have a race tomorrow morning and then another race on sunday and this I haven't been racing in two years, really, so I'm excited, yeah, and normally I'm a a long distance, I'm an ultra guy, Uh, but tomorrow I'm actually doing a 5k race that I've been training specifically for for eight weeks. Oh, nice. Yeah, my running group, we're we're trail guys, and, uh, you know, typically we're training for 100-mile races, and right now we said... Let's let's get a little bit of the speed back, because if you're only doing the long stuff, you lose, you know, you lose all your speed. So we focused for eight weeks and man, I forgot how much it hurts to run a 5k, but uh, tomorrow should be fun. So when's the last time you would have done like a, a, a 5k race? Well, I did one. I actually did one that uh, Reed Cool Set puts on right before I started my training block. So the lift bridge 5k yep. and that was virtually no speed work. I hadn't done anything in ages. I can't even remember the last time I had just gotten off of a hundred mile training cycle um so i did that and it actually went pretty well and then i set the goal i'm like okay let's get back to where i was a few years ago so you know there's no way i'm going to be hitting my my uh times from five ten years ago but i'm hoping to go 
Um, under 19 minutes is, is my goal. Nice. Yeah. It's nice to see you do like a little test retest after eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah be cool. I have never done anything like that before. So I've actually never trained really for a 5K race. Yeah. So this will be fun. Love it. What, uh, what got you into the ultra world? Um, I guess like I originally got into running because growing up I, I did all sorts of sports and uh, university and after university I was really into strength training and a bit of a gym rat but once I had kids you know that kind of um, I didn't have time for it anymore or I, I did have time but I guess I wasn't really making time is, is the truth so I put on a few pounds and I was just looking to do something something that I could do kind of on my own schedule and running seemed to fit the bill so uh, it was a new year's resolution type thing I went out for a run um, either December 31st or January 1st I can't remember and I remember I did 4k I struggled through 4k but I felt so good that and this will tell you what type of personality I have I went home and I registered for the Toronto Marathon (laughs) having having run four kilometers so uh, then I kind of worked towards that and and some people in the running community said well you better do something before the marathon so I did a half marathon I did the Burlington Chile half marathon and then I did the around the bay and then the marathon in May and man it was brutal it was brutal I learned a lot Um, and then over the next like five or ten years I pretty much really focused on marathon and road running and then got into trail running and you know one thing leads to another uh, and I, I fell in love with ultra running and that's pretty much what I've been doing since except I still do a fair a fair bit of road running like I love to do the around the bay every year and I try to do a couple marathons every year as well but my heart is on the trails for sure love it yeah, I'm uh, I'm new into running within like the last year. Okay. Um, so I was played football throughout high school and university. Um, once I got out, I was like I played defensive line, so I was a little bigger at the time. And right. I was like, no need to be this big anymore. Kind of transitioned into like CrossFit stuff, and then I've ran a half marathon in like 2017. Kind of as one of those things like, oh, I'm just gonna run it. Right. Similar to kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, didn't really prepare too much. Got through it. Was terrible because I didn't train. <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, yeah. Then, But like enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But put it aside because I was like, ah, I don't really know if I want to do this running thing. And then pandemic comes in and couldn't go to the gym as much. And I wasn't really a fan of doing the training in front of the TV. Like it just wasn't for me. So I was like, you know what? I got to transition to something else. Um, so I ended up getting in, getting a run coach and built up to do another half and then build up to do my first marathon. And then, um, you know, the, the running community is interesting cause you can get weaseled into a lot of things oh, is what I've come to for learn. Sure. And Absolutely. Like you, my personality is like, I, I play it off. Like I'm not like super competitive or anything like that, but yeah. once you like get into it, you're, you're in it. So, uh, yeah. I ended up doing actually in August, um, a backyard ultra. Okay. So it was put on by like a local run group in Burlington called the moms who run. Okay. Um, we've had them on the podcast before. They're awesome, but they did it. Uh, I'm, are you familiar with the backyard ultra kind of yeah. like, yep. yeah. So, um, it was like that 6.7 kilometer loop basically every hour until you quit. Right. Um, and it was all road, so it wasn't any trail. And uh, I ended up doing 80 kilometers. Wow, and that's, so like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so incredible. so and I and I had a blast. It was it was extremely tough, but I'm slowly getting into that ultra world and, yeah. and enjoying the process of like 
learning about it and um you know don who who, who you met the other day he's he's big in the trails i'm mm. more on the road and he kind of drags me in there every now and then and i just know at some point i'll be there yeah <laughs> and i'll do like a a trail ultra um just haven't kind of got there yet you right know? yeah no that's amazing that you're able to do that and i think that people tend once they start trail running they stop road running altogether which um, I don't know. I, I think that it's really healthy to do a little bit of both. It stops you from getting burnt out. But also, that road, it, you know, makes you a lot faster. Mm. Um, but the trail, I do definitely find that I recover faster if I'm running on the trail. Like a, a hard road marathon. And, and I've done a number of, of long distance ultra events. Um, but nothing has been harder for me than my, my fastest ever marathon where, you know, I was pushing the whole time. Right. That was the hardest thing I've done, and it was the hardest thing to recover from as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then from, you know, obviously being in, in the physiotherapy space, like the variability of terrain is a great way to reduce the risk of right. running-related injuries. So totally, totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always humbled when I go on the trails. It's yeah. just, you know, Dawn always drags me out there, and, and I'm always humbled every time I come back, and I'm like, I, I need to do more of this. <laughs> right, right. And and when marathon runners come to our events, our Happy Trails events, um, they, they'll say, do you have any advice for a first-time trail runner? And we always say, like, just accept the fact that this is going to be substantially slower than what you're used to, and that's okay. And, I mean, even the pros will walk some hills, right? So, yeah. So you just got to slow down and enjoy the experience, and you can't compare... Even if it's like two different 50Ks or two different 25Ks, you cannot compare times like you can on the road, right? Like a 5K is a 5K and a marathon. Typically, like when I was really into that, I would know what my 5K was going to be within five seconds and I would know what my marathon time was going to be within two minutes. But if I go to a, a a 50K trail race, well... I've done it in just over four hours and I've done ones that are almost nine hours of the same distance, right? right? So you can't really compare. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love, you know, you mentioned Happy Trails, and I would love for you to dive into a little bit of that, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm newer to Hamilton within the last year, um, and I've come across some of your stuff, and I've actually worked with people that have done some Happy Trail races, and mm-hmm. I really love what I've just read about the community and the purpose behind it, so I'd love for you to dive into a little bit of that. For sure. So, yeah, my wife and I started Happy Trails um, 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. We had, we had really done... Uh, pretty much all of the trail and road, but definitely all of the trail events in Southern Ontario. Um, and we were just looking to kind of give back a little bit, do something uh, in this area because I was born and raised in Dundas. Um, I, I absolutely love running in Dundas. As, as I told you before the show, this is where I do 90% of my running is in the Dundas Valley. So um, we thought, let's put on an event. Let's, let's do it. And we kind of just jumped right in. She she encouraged it so um we put on a race called sticks and stones and it's at christie lake conservation area so that was our first race we had about um three we sold out in the first year so that was great and we had about 300 people and it's a five kilometer loop around the lake and you could do 5k 10k 25 or 50k Uh, so 50k you'd be doing the loop 10 times um we thought it'd be a great opportunity to to raise funds for the conservation area and kind of just give back to the community that we felt had given us so much over the years. Um, and, and we loved it. We, like we, after the race, we just, 
sat there and huge smiles on our face. We just had such a great time and, and everything went um, like, of course, there were hiccups. There always will be. But things went really well and the community really supported us. So we said, well, let's do it again and let's do another race next year as well. And I think that we ended up doing three races the next year and then it just built and built. And now we're at the point where um, we're like 10 to 12 races a year, depending on uh, like we don't run every race every year. Like in January, we have an indoor track race in Guelph where it's a short track too. It's like a 210 meter track and they run around it for six hours. Well, we're not going to be, we didn't do that one last year because of COVID and and well, we didn't do anything last year, but we won't be doing the indoor races yet because of COVID. So we'll put that one off a year. Um, but but this year, actually next weekend at the Dundas Valley Conservation Area, we're putting on a first time event called the Leftovers Run, which is a lot of fun. It's basically, it's a super cheap race and um, it's all of our leftover gears from all the races shirts medals hoodies uh bibs everything that we've acquired over the last five years or so and you don't know what you're going to get and you and when you register you don't even really know the the route or exactly how long it's going to be we kind of give you if you want the short one it's going to be between four and six k and and so on and uh so this will be our first year running that we've talked about it for three or four years and finally it's getting off the ground so yeah we've gone from one event to like 10 or 12 and, and it's been a lot of fun that's crazy growth. Um, and I know it's probably not easy to put on the events in terms of logistics and organization. Like right. it always seems so, and I've never had to do something like that, but it always seems so easy on the surface level when you're looking outside of it, but there's no, I, it's gotta be a challenge to coordinate all that stuff. Yeah, for sure it is. But it's, it's like, um, having dogs or having children, like t- having two races, isn't twice as hard as having one race. It's like 150% as hard. And having 10 races isn't 10 times as much. So, right. um, yeah, it, it's definitely challenging putting on all these races. But so far, we still totally love it. Um, my, my wife has gone back to school. She's in teacher's college right now. So, so she, you know, she stepped back from it a little bit. But fortunately, we've had some people kind of step forward as uh, like really, really important volunteers. We have a registration, a person in charge of registration named Tina and uh our volunteer coordinator named Byron. Just honestly, we'd be nothing without the running community. They're super loyal, super supportive. And honestly, I think we'll probably stop when we stop having so much fun. But right now we're having a blast. Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, you talked about the leftovers event. And from what I've seen on the outside, like there seems to be kind of a theme with your races. Is that is that true? Is there like a theme to each one? Because I yeah. know there's different... You know, versions like I've heard, you know, I know some people that have run the tally in the valley. And then I know you guys have like the Fox Trail one, which yep. is like your like ultra option on the rail trail. Is that, yeah. is that right? Yeah. So like yeah. I know you got different themes. So like is that, you know, intentional that's, and planned? And Exactly. That's it's exactly right. We want each race to be a little bit different from what's already out there because our philosophy is kind of like, what's the point? If it's not going to, if it's just going to be like everything else, what's the point? There are lots of races out there. It's not a super saturated market like trail, like road running is where you can do a road race. You know, you can find 10 different road races to do each month, especially in warmer months. Um, trail running is not like that yet, but it's certainly grown a lot. And so we, it is really important that each race offers something a little bit different. So yeah, our our fox, our foxtail race is on the rail trail in the summer, which is just 
brutal because some people are running 100 miles on the rail trail and uh oh, man that would be a grind oh yeah it, like it is very very difficult and people think well it's flat it's going to be easy but it's 100 miles is never going to be easy Ever. it doesn't matter what and and i can say the same thing about 5k right like it's true yeah. 5k is never easy it's just how hard are you willing to push yourself right so we have that one and then we have our own kind of version of a backyard ultra at tallying the valley called right. the gong show where they run one loop every hour and then at 23 hours after finishing their 23 23rd loop they're at exactly 100 miles and then we unlike the other backyard ultras that kind of go on indefinitely until until there's only one person left at the gong show everyone runs 23 loops whoever's left which is typically like five to ten people there's a one loop race and it's a oh. seven, seven kilometer race and okay after running a hundred miles that's i love yeah. that twist that's yeah. that's epic yeah it's totally that um, last lap must be so fun to watch it is run. so crazy it's, yeah. it's one of my favorite well uh, like they're running it so incredibly flat fast um a woman amanda nelson who's been making waves in the ultra world she won it outright this year and uh, just crushed it like 31 minutes or something for the final loop. And every year it's just so, that last loop is so exciting. But a huge part of it is just making it to that last loop, right? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. That's there's crazy. just so much. Every, for everyone, there's going to be something that goes wrong. It's how well can you manage when something does go wrong. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. And, and what I've noticed also, obviously, is there's like a charitable connection with each race. Um, you know, what's the process in with regards to the people that you support? Or is that, you know, intentional as well with the races and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, our first one was the Hamilton Conservation Authority because we just have gotten so much use out of the Hamilton, especially Dundas Valley and Christie Lake. But um, my whole life I've been using the Hamilton conservation areas, so I thought it was important to give back. And there's just so many great charities out there, and it is hard to pick. So uh, typically they we pick something that we've had some type of experience with. So um, our biggest one that we've ever, the most we've ever raised for is Sick Kids, the uh, Toronto Sick Kids Hospital. And we've raised um, as much as $15,000 in a single year or in a single race. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we try to, we try to keep it as local as possible. Um, but I think that something like that'll have to be evolving. Like we, we're not going to always be supporting the same charities cause there's just so many different ones out there. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a really big part of why we do this is so that we have the opportunity to raise funds for, for causes that are important to us. Um, we're doing a snowshoe race in February that will raise money for, Marydale Park, which is a facility in Mount Hope, not far from here, um, that has really struggled over COVID because all of the funds that they raise are through camps and, and renting out their facility, and they've had basically no funds coming in at all. And, and what they do is they raise, um, well, they, they collect donations and they provide really unique camp opportunities uh, for everybody, but also for people with special needs, uh, physical disabilities, and they offer like a one-on-one -on -one camp. So these kids can go to camp and just be kids and have a great time for a week. And uh, the facility is amazing. So we, we've supported them in the past and um, we decided like they, they really need it this year. So we're gonna do the snowshoe race and raise a little bit more for them. So, you know, just charities that hit close to home for us. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's awesome. And I, you know, like I said, I'm kind of new to the to the running community, but I, you know, it's such a it's such a good group of people to do do stuff like that. From what I've understood, you yeah. know, and like, there's just something about people coming together and suffering a little bit and pushing through like, you know, like you're talking about some of those pieces of adversity that like really Mm -hmm. drive people to want to, you know, do it for a cause. And, you know, it's probably a small bit of your struggle adversity that you face for some, what some of these people are dealing with, with I'm assuming the cause that you support. So it's kind of like a cool way to, to go about that. Absolutely. And we've had other people that have gone totally above and beyond. Like there was a gentleman who ran Foxtail that, raised something in the something in the area of like fifteen thousand uh, dollars for a charity that he was supporting um, through the race so we love to see that and and like you said the the running community in general trail running but just running in general are generous and they're loyal and they're supportive and we're just really fortunate to be a part of it what do you think like you know, from being around the community, obviously, and, and being very heavily involved in creating the races, and I'm sure you get a wide range of people from people like me who just got into it, or people who've never even ran before, to obviously people like yourself that have been doing this for a long time. What are some of like the big takeaways people get from these events? Is there like a theme that you'll see sometimes? Yeah, for sure. I, I think that it doesn't matter what the distance is, and, and we do see um, you know, when you're doing road running, you start with 5k and 10k and people, when they find out that you've been road running, it's, well, have you done the Boston marathon yet? Or have right. you done New York marathon yet? Right. They, and people often feel like they haven't really done it all until they've done these things that other people say are important. And in ultra running, it tends to be like the gold standard is Western States or, yeah. or the hundred mile distance in general. And, um, like I love hundred mile races. That's totally my thing, and that's that's mostly what I focus on. But I also know that that's not the be all and end all. And and if five k is your distance, or ten k, or twenty five, it doesn't matter. It's about you. You said it before. It's suffering together as a group and meeting those goals that you've set upon, like set for yourself. It doesn't doesn't matter what other people are running. It's you're gonna go out there. You're gonna struggle. And hopefully we're going to help you meet your goal. And then when people accomplish something, and it doesn't matter if it's a two-hour 25K or a five-hour 25K, they come across and you can see they're, they're changed a little bit. Like yeah. they, they've grown and um, they've dug as deep as they possibly can and come out of it. And like that's, they'll, they'll hold that for the rest of their lives. And we're, we just love being a part of that. Yeah, it's cool. And, and if, you know, like I, I've been involved in different realms of sport and fitness. And the one thing that I've come to, you know, about running is like, you, I have to move my two feet just like you have to move my right. your two feet. So like that relative understanding of the pain and the suffering and the challenge you're going through, mm-hmm. that, like you say, it could be a 5k for me or a hundred miler for you. It's like, it's the same movements, the same action, the barrier to entry super That's low. Right. So, you know, like, when that person has that look on their face, you know exactly where they're at. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I find that to be cool. You know, I agree, and I and I tell people a four minute mile and a twelve minute mile are the exact same distance. Totally. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're all just doing the the best that we can out there, and it, yeah, it's super cool to see people come across the finish line and and crying and like I can't believe I just did this. Like I'm a runner now, and and 
mean, you know, you're a runner when you say you're a runner. You don't have to finish a totally. race to do a runner, but to be a runner. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a cool a cool place to be at that finish line, and um, it's a cool thing to be a part of. I'd be interested to hear your take on like you know the hundred milers and what what kind of you know what drives you to do those, and you know you you say it's like your favorite kind of of the runs. Like what why that one specifically? Yeah, the hundred. There is just no way to avoid the pain and suffering (laughs) in a hundred miler right like it doesn't matter if you take it slow if you take it easy it's still a hundred miles that's a really long way to go and um yeah you're there's no way to avoid the suffering that goes along with that and and i love that i love training for it and i love the sense of accomplishment when i finish a hundred miler um yeah i've done some really exciting ones and i've done ones that have gone really well and more often than not I've done ones that have gone horribly (laughs) but uh yeah that's part of the journey and I I guess that's what it is it's a journey it's it's like training and running a a hundred miler is something that um you know probably takes many many attempts and many years to to get good at and like I've done it 15 times and I'm still saying that like I'm terrified when I step on that start line every time. It's not like, you know, I ran so many marathons before. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to finish. Worst case scenario, I'm going to finish. It might not be pretty, but I can do it. Right. And I'm not like that with a 100 miler. I know when I step on that, anything can happen when I get to that start line. And I'm not sleeping for a couple days before. And I'm absolutely terrified when I get there. I love that because I think that's it's good. That's a good thing to have in your life. I yep. think. And then that's one of the big takeaways I had from my backyard ultra was like up to that point, I, you know, things had been hard that I'd done, but I felt good about going into the other races and, and stuff that I've done. Like I'm going to get finished this. I'm going right. to hit my goal. But when I was doing that, my goal was to hit a hundred K for, for the backyard ultra. I came a little up a little short, but when I went into it with that goal in mind, I really stepped on the line and didn't know that I would be able to accomplish that. And similar feeling like there's like some little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety around it, that kind of jitters that you get. Um, But I think it's good to put yourself into those positions at times to learn one about how you're going to respond to those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think no matter what, how many times you do, you're always going to learn something about yourself. And I think we could use a little bit more of that in our lives. For sure, for sure. And I could talk about 100 milers all day. And a quick story that I'll share with you is a few years ago, I was doing the Vermont 100 miler. It's one of the original 100 mile races. They still run it. It started as a horse race and horses still run it at the same time as as humans do. And it was just my wife, it was just my wife and I that went down for this race and it I don't run well in the heat. Um, I hate running in the heat and it was 114 degrees Fahrenheit that day. Oh my and it was God. just unbelievable. Sporting events around Vermont and New York were all canceled for the weekend because it was just so hot except for this 100 mile race and it was brutal and just to show you how how tough a hundred miler can be and how it's more of a mental thing than anything else when i had a horrible race but when i got into like the 90 i think we were at like 97 miles into it and we were at an aid station and my wife was filling out my bottles for me and stuff and there were people around us taking off their shoes and calling it and they're like i'm done and we're saying you're you're like 97 98 miles into this race you can't stop now you've been going for 26 hours or whatever it is and they stopped and they stopped and and didn't finish the race 
two miles short. That just shows you how tough it is and how mentally draining it is that, you know, you've got 2% left, but 2% just seems like, like a lifetime. Like you just can't do it. And I've been there, like we've all been there where, you know, you've got, you think you've got a kilometer left and they say, oh, you've got two kilometers. And you're like, oh my God, I can't do two kilometers. I could do one, but I can't do two. And they're like, well, you've just done 158. It doesn't matter. You can't, (laughs) it's just a mental block, right? Yeah. And it's like this pushing those boundaries, those limits. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Now I can't remember who brought this up, whether it was one of my clients or Dawn, maybe he was saying, um, was there an iteration of Happy Trails before Happy Trails called Crappy Trails? Yeah, so no, not before. This was after uh, okay. after Happy Trails started. So we have done a couple um, Crappy Trails events where you know Happy Trails is all about like ev- this is something anybody can do, and and uh, we try to make ourselves as accessible as possible and put on the best race that we can. And Crappy Trails is basically the ultimate, the opposite of that. So we find something monotonous and horrible and we uh, make a race of it. So we haven't done one in a while, but um, like for example, we did a marathon around a track at the, like not even a proper running track, but just like a paved path in, in Mount Hope in the winter in December. And it was pretty awful, but then we came up with one way worse where um, there's a hill in Dundas called K2 that people run. It's it's pretty steep hill. So we called it the 10 G's Marathon. And it had 10,000 feet, well, 11,000 feet of elevation gain. And you had to do this loop of K2 uh, 42 times, which ended up being like close to 60 kilometers. And it would take you all day. And it was just, it was hell. Um, but it's so funny because they these races, they're like six bucks to do. And they sell out in like a minute, two minutes, like you think, well, who would ever want to do that? But for people that have kind of done everything, they've, they've, you know, met most of the goals, something like that just really speaks to them. So yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of fun with it. We, we planned one called the running with scissors marathon where you have to actually run with a pair of scissors and cut (laughs) things out along the way. Hasn't happened yet, but we've got it all planned. And, and in that one, there's a lottery to get into the race, but if you get pulled, you don't get to do it. So it's the people that don't get pulled that get in. Yeah. Just something it. for fun that we do. Yeah, it keeps it, keeps it fun. And it's, you know, it's cool because it's never ending, right? It's yeah. like there's so many different things that you can do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can, there's a million different I'm things. sure it keeps you creative too. Yeah. Um, I want to jump into a couple of like fun little rapid fire questions here. So, um, you know, obviously being local to Dundas, I'm sure you've had many meals here. So... Mm-hmm. It's probably unfair to say what's your favorite spot, but maybe give us one of your top spots that you really enjoy. Hmm. There, there's so many. And I will say that my first job that I had was at the Dundas McDonald's. So <laughs> that's that's probably not my favorite. But the, the, and I don't even know if it's still around. Well, I know for sure what's not around is Super Sub, which is where the Starbucks is now. It used to be a place called Super Sub that we used to go. And the Valley, Valley Burger, is that still around? I'm I'm here. I've only been here for a year, so right. I love this question because yeah. like people are just giving me all the best restaurants. So I I, I honestly don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we used to eat a lot at uh, Chan's Chinese food yeah. when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. So those were kind of my favorites. My uh, I won't name it because you know it's not a not a nice story. It's not in business anymore. But when my parents first came to Canada from England, um, my mom and her five siblings went out to. To dinner or lunch or something at a place in Dundas 
and it's obviously since closed down but um, when they got to school and were telling their friends, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you ate there. I guess it was known for like cockroaches. And oh, really? <laughs> <stuff like that. laughs> but Dundas has changed so much since I was a kid growing up here. And, and there's just a really, really good restaurants now. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite? So like I would have to say, you know, and I, it's in Dundas actually. I've hadn't had the opportunity to go to too many places because I moved here within the last year and COVID and all right. that stuff. But um, Namu is like fantastic yeah oh yeah so good just right here just around the corner from us um love that place it, it's probably one of my favorites since i've been here for sure um and then i'm trying to think of some other ones um i've been to it's not the it's not the mule but it's the mules version in burlington it's okay. a, it's like a taco place um i can't slip it off the top of my head I've but that, i haven't had it before, that place as well it. very good enjoyed yeah. that um but there's been a ton of recommendations. I try to jot them all down so I can keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't, there weren't options like this when I was growing up. We had the Schwaben Inn, which was another great place, and we had Frosty's Fish and Chips, which might still be around. I oh, don't that's know. just over here. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still going, but I did see. I think I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, blast from the past. Yeah. So you say you spend ninety percent of your time in Dundas Trail. So. Yeah. Again, probably not fair to pick your favorite, but what's one that you like to frequent or you really enjoy? Yeah, the leftovers run is actually going to be a blast because I'm going to get to take people on trails that aren't a part of any other race that we offer. But Monarch Trail single track, um, there's some single track around going through the Dundas Valley that I just love. Like I love being able to get lost in there. Um, I love running at Sherman Falls and Tiffany Falls. And uh, mostly I run around like the salt... Morgan Firestone Arena in Ancaster this is the Sulphur Springs loop, like the oh, Sulphur yeah. Springs trail race. There's yeah. a 20 kilometer loop. And I run that, I run that a lot. And I've done that hundred mile race a few times. Um, it's not my favorite because I've done it so many times, but it's just a great spot to meet people. Uh, like, to, you know, th- that's where you're going to meet and go for a run together. But also once you're on that trail, there's just a million different options. Like yeah. the, there's so many side trails. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. How about you? Have you found any trails that you really like? So, so like I said, I, I yeah, spend most of my it. time yeah. on the run, on the road, but um, I have gone for a couple runs with with Don, and I know he really enjoys the Sulphur Springs area as mm-hmm. well. He lives out that way, right? And I'm so bad with all the names, so I don't even really I don't even really know the names. But Don has taken me on a couple that that I've really enjoyed. So, I've, like I said, when I commit to like the trail side of things, I'm gonna just get really deep into it right i just haven't made that like venture quite yet i think yeah. it'll probably be i don't know i have some other goals in mind like i want to try to do a, a half iron man stuff mm-hmm. coming up so i might dabble in that a little bit before i dive deep but i know um next spring summer i'll probably be a little more in the trails oh, for yeah. sure yeah that's great yeah there's a there's a route that i take from the morgan firestone arena it's about 25 kilometers and it's mostly single track and I just, I love running it by myself. You can kind of just zone out totally. and have a great time. But my wife and I, uh, without any triathlon background at all, we decided a few years ago in the winter, um, we were running on the treadmills in the basement. It was really cold outside. And uh, Ironman Kona World Championships came up. And we're like, oh my God, this looks so cool. So we signed up for an Ironman. Like, we we didn't own bikes. You know, neither of us are, are great swimmers. I was a better swimmer than she was, which means, like, I could survive in the water. But she had, like, no background. And we really committed to it and focused on it. And uh, 
So we did Maryland, Ironman Maryland, and we did the whole thing together, stuck side by side, and we will never do it again, but but we survived it, and she was just like an absolute champ that day. That's cool. That's awesome. Gets me pumped to continue to Uh, to do it. Man, they put on a good race. Like, it's expensive, but you can see it's, it's like, they've thought of everything. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I've never done anything like that before. Awesome. Awesome. Um, favorite local brewery if you're into beer. Sean and Ed's across the street has been really good to us. They've sponsored our tally in the Valley and like donated beer for us to give away as, as prizes. So yeah, we see them right from our gym space. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I know right across the street. Maybe I'll head over there after. Uh, I love Sean and Ed's. I love Fairweather and like Collective Arts is great. Um, Yeah. There's, there's so many good ones popping up now. Yeah. Yeah. What I've come to learn is like Hamilton is very you know from from where i used to live a little bit in london from the windsor area like spoiled in the sense of like the breweries and the coffee shops yeah. are just like in restaurants like all of that oh yeah it's just amazing top notch like I, I don't i've never seen like such a small like demographic peer, like area that has a population of that good of restaurants and coffee and beer yeah it's crazy yeah we're really lucky um what who's the one person you think we should talk to on the podcast that would be good for hmm that's a good one. Um, like, do you mean in the running community? It could be anyone. In, like, doesn't matter. Yeah. So there's a there's a. If you haven't had, have you had Reed Cool set on? No, I've been I'm meaning sure he's to. Been so up lots. I've I've met we met I met with Reed one time, talked to him about it. Definitely want to get him on yeah. the podcast, especially now as he makes like his transition to the ultra world. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I've been I. I've been itching because I have a bunch of questions I would love to ask him. So yeah, he's yeah. on the list for sure. Yeah, he'd be a great guy to talk to. And he's just such a good guy. Too. Yeah. Like, really nice guy. I know you've had Turbo on. I'd say Turbo, but I know you've had Paul Chebacock on. So um, yeah, there's another There's another read. Uh, I'll give you his contact after. Okay. He's about to go and do um, uh, JFK, the JFK 50 miler. Okay. I, I think it's actually either this weekend or next weekend in the States. And he's a real up and comer. Like he's an interesting guy. Um, he does sort of like coffee brewing himself. So cool, like cool. he's into he's into probably the same sort of thing that you are and, yeah. and I'm into. But he's super fast. Okay. Like he's he'll, he'll be making waves. You'll you'll hear his name for sure in the next couple. I of wonder years. is because I know you know who put us on to so put me on to you was um, was Jay. Does he? Does Jay and Reed like? I feel like yep. I've heard that name before. Yeah. Come so up. he. So there's Reed Coolset, and then there's Reed Burrows, and Reed yeah. Burrows is the one I'm talking about now. And yeah, yeah, they they all know each yeah, other. Yeah, I feel like I've yeah. I've heard him talk when we had him on the podcast. Mention him off the podcast. Yeah. yeah he's interesting because he's a big part of the community. He's really loving the community, and even though I mean, he ran a marathon like a trail marathon last week at a pace that was substantially faster than my 5k like goal time so he's so so fast but he was yeah he was like he was like 42k with like a 330 something pace and yeah it was crazy but he'll also be just as happy to run like a five minute pace and chat with people yeah so like yeah that's the kind of guy good guy sweet yeah that'd be awesome um last question that we like to all to ask all of our guests is like what does uh move local mean to you well, move local is like my whole life is move local, really, right? Um, I'm I'm a teacher. I'm a grade eight teacher, and I teach in the community as well. So 
I'm really like today, an hour ago, I was playing soccer with the kids and volleyball with the kids. And it's not necessarily about running. It's about moving. Right. And there's so many different ways that we can do that. And, uh, Keeping it local is where is why we're doing happy trails. Like that's, you know, trying to make trying to give everybody the opportunity to not have to travel too far um, to explore the trails around them or the roads around them or whatever it is, and and just get outdoors, get moving, and uh, have fun with it. Love it. Yeah. yeah, Jeff. Thanks so much for your time. It's been a great conversation. It's got me more motivated to get out onto the trails even though that itch was there and it's, I'm, I know it's going to come even yeah. more so I'm excited about that but uh, appreciate you coming on if you want to leave where people can find you know you guys on Instagram and, and your sure. website and that stuff yeah we're happytrailsracing.com and happytrailsracing on, on Instagram and Facebook and, and my wife runs all of that and she does such a great job with it so shout out to her and shout out to uh, to my boys at the tailgate night runners who I run with every Wednesday night. Sweet. And uh, yeah, to my grade eight students too, who, who are probably watching or listening because uh, they were pretty excited that I was going to be on the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Jeff, thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.